From a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei, the people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's Shirley Lin's music program, Jukebox Republic. But first off, as always, we kick off the day with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to all of you joining us on our Facebook live stream. For you guys, today is Friday, December 4th. And for the rest of you joining us on the airwaves, it is now Monday, December 7th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hi there. Up next, we'll be telling you about yet another national cook-off to determine who makes the best version of yet another beloved Taiwanese dish. Then the government has decided that we should be a bilingual nation by 2030, but we're going to be telling you about a sign in southern Taiwan that shows that we may have a bit of a way to go oh, no. before we can make that goal a reality. Then, a successful government program to protect baby bats. All that coming up next. Please stick around. past, I, I believe on this very program, we've bought you stories of all sorts of national cook-offs. I think the first one, if I remember correctly, was a fried rice cook-off. Then there oh, were really? more uh, recently... I thought it was beef noodle. So that was, I think, more recent. And then okay. the most recent one that actually there was a big fight between two different, actually two different cities and a county, Yeah, <laughs> a, a big f three-way free-for-all, uh, that was about pork, uh, braised, braised pork, pork over rice. Yeah. This time, it's uh, one that I actually like probably the best of all of them, except for maybe fried rice. Um, this is called Hakka Stir Fry, or Kejia Xiao Cao. Yeah. And, well, tell the we listeners what it's made up first, because they may never have tried this dish before. Right. Okay, so there would be um, pork strips, mm -hmm. usually fatty pork strips, and then... Yeah. Um, Not a diet food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dry squid. That's a key Excuse ingredient, me. isn't it, the squid? Yes, dry squid. And, um, and then celery... And scallions, or like green onions, yeah. And it's all stir-fried together, like, you know, over, like, high heat. In a wok. And there's soy sauce in a wok, and, and it's really greasy. And the because, fat drippings, you know, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, but it's yummy. I think the versions I've had have also included some, some dried tofu as well, but that may just be the place oh, I had it. Oh, you're is right. A, is that a common ingredient? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that is, that is, yeah. Okay, um... So, and this is a dish, as the name suggests, associated with the Hakka minority. You're part Hakka yourself, mm. surely. Um, um, do you have, yeah, did you grow up with this food? Or um, um, well, no, no. Um, my mom's Hakka, but she doesn't really make this dish, though. No. Okay. Yeah, most of the time. I've so she's not in the running for this contest. No, my husband loves this dish. Okay. He, yeah, he absolutely loves it. It's a pungent dish, you know. It's, it's really great with white rice. Yeah, it's very good. Um, yeah. Although not a diet dish, for sure. Um, no. Very heavy. Um, but uh, yeah, so what's the background behind this cook-off? I believe that this is being organized by the government's Hakka Affairs Council. That is right. So it's the first time ever. And I think this is great, you know. So um, uh, it's going to be nationwide mm -hmm. in four regions where they're going to be holding the preliminary 
what do you call it? The stage, uh, right. the first stage of the contest. Hockey okay. people are all over Taiwan too, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the final? No, no, actually, no. The the second, I think the second the stage of final semifinal. Or? I think maybe it's a semifinal. It's going to be in Taipei. Okay, not far from RTI actually, oh. over at the uh, Yuanshan um, Park. Oh, we can go check it out then. Yeah. Ooh, we get to I taste. Haven't, I haven't seen any really advertisements for it there yet, but maybe it's a. No. Is this anytime soon, or is this like? I guess it takes a while to well, narrow down the supposedly it's January, so it's not till next year. And they're accepting, um, you know, um, applications till um, December 8th. So it's, it's soon. Okay. And only restaurants that actually have this dish on their menus are eligible for the contest. Well, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Because we're trying to find the best chef that makes the best Hakka stir fry dish. So I think this is amazing. And um, let me see here. Uh, apparently, well, we're talking about the Hakka people. Right. We act- they actually make up 20% of Taiwan's population of 23 mm. million, which is actually more than 20 million. And you can find them everywhere. But, um, there, there are different concentrations, though. So yes. there's a, a heavy concentration in the north around Taoyuan, Xinzhou, and Miaoli. Miaoli. And another one in the south in the Mainong area of Kaohsiung. Mm-hmm. And then there's some in the east as well in Hualien. Uh, but they're everywhere, really. Just- yeah, they're everywhere. So um, anyway, this is going to be really amazing. There's grand prize of like 3000 U.S. dollars. Oh, wow. Oh, that goes to one winner. The one winner. So, that one winner. And um, let me see here. So, you know, um, we... Maybe we should talk about why this dish is, is uh, the tradition is, it goes back to the fact where, you know, um, the Hakka community, they cook this dish during Chinese New Year mm-hmm. as... Thanks to the gods for blessing them a whole year, you know, oh. of harvest and that kind of thing. Because it's pretty common these days, and at least in anywhere that serves Hakka cuisine, that's probably one of the first things if you ask the person on the street, Hakka or not, what do they associate with Hakka cooking? Right. Um, yeah. It's the, it, salty and heavy salty, stuff and a lot of preserved lot stuff of in general, grease. pickled things. It can be made spicy or not. But, right. um, yeah. But, but um, uh, this is probably the most famous out of all of the Hakka dishes. I know, so. really. And um, that's why it's called a Hakka stir fry. You know, no it doesn't quite the same. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite partial to it. Uh, yeah. so, so I'll be interesting to see what part of Taiwan yeah, they, you know, they get the best from. It seems it sounds like a simple dish, but apparently, you know, it, 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 it's not as easy trying to make up a really good scrumptious you know, dish of the sort. So I imagine if you're cooking over high heat like that, high it's heat. easy to burn stuff. Right. <laughs> and I guess you've got to have good quality dried squid probably because mm. it really, it, it adds that extra flavor to it. I can't yeah. really describe it. It's just a fishy, well, it's, it's salty. not. It's, it's like salty. The, it's like the and, sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, dried squid. We're talking about dried it's squid. It's hard. It's a bit hard in texture, not not, I not know. chewy. I got to be careful because um, it's not good for my teeth. Really? Yeah, my dentist saying that don't chew anything hard. So it's I go slow. Hard. <laughs> okay. The dry squid, you know, the dry squid. Mm. So, but yeah. So it's something you really need to try when it comes to Hakka dish. That's like the first you yeah. should ever order. Well, I guess once this contest is over, we'll know exactly where to send our listeners. Cause I hope it's in Taipei. There'll be easy access for us to I, go. <laughs> I, I imagine it's going to be in one of those high concentration areas I mentioned. But it would be very yeah. surprising if it was from somewhere random. It could be anywhere. Like I said, yeah, you'll find right. Hakka people... It's like um, a no-name restaurant, probably even you know. Could be that always seems to happen. Yeah. So anyway, um, I've had it all the time because my husband loves that dish. Whenever it's on the menu, he always order it. 
So I'm, I'll be surprised to find out if somebody actually wins and actually makes it very differently from the way I'm familiar with about the dish and That's the flavor. True. You know? They don't have, they haven't, as far as I can tell, listed any criteria yet for what they're looking for. So it could be a very non traditional take. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm really surprised. To, but, but, you know, the dry squid is a must. And then the celery, I think some, some dishes actually. People don't put celery, but but there's scallion. That's definitely I green. I think I've onion. usually seen celery. And, and, and I think I have seen dried tofu. Yeah, that's, you that's know, what strips. I've had before. Yeah. And then there's definitely a pork, you know, um, the fatty part of the pork. Apparently it's pork belly, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. where you get the fatty part. So, so it's got to be greasy enough. It's yeah. quite uh, a rich and, and very sort of rich. seafoody sort of a taste. Uh, very salty, calorie. lots of soy sauce flavors yes, there. Yes, so. soy sauce. But uh, definitely something to try if you're in Taiwan. Yeah. Now, we should say, first of all, that this is not a translation fail. This is a case of someone not even trying. <laughs> that's that's. There was so no pathetic. effort at all. That's real sad. It's, a copy it's embarrassing. Paste, it's a copy and paste job. Oh, However, okay. it's not yeah. from anything even related to the subject of what the sign is supposed to be. It's not even close. <laughs> this was uncovered by a very well-known American YouTuber and Instagrammer. I think he does on Instagram. And he, he's known for... Uh, going to very remote parts of Taiwan that are not very accessible and fi- and like, showing you all the waterfalls, hot springs, yeah, and other... He's a hiker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and we both follow him, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was on this trail in Tainan's Nanhua Township in a very winding section of the road uh, on what's known as the Liu Yishan Trail, in, the, in a very mountainous area, it looks like. And, uh, well, the start of this, it doesn't say what the Chinese text was about. I think it was probably a guide sign, like, you are here, and maybe with some maps of the surrounding area, it sounds like. Right. Um, the English translation below begins, M, bracing the world. They left out the initial the E. e. Uh, which is weird to see on a hiking trail. And then it continues, For the first time ever, fanfiction.net is proud to anan- announce full language compatibility to almost all languages on the planet. And it has nothing to do with the sign Someone itself. Went, I guess maybe it was <laughs> a co- copy-paste thing, but like they copied some the wrong thing. They'd been on a fanfiction website, I guess, whoever was in this office. It was definitely a cut-and-paste. I bet you they, they were doing this on, on company time, too. Yeah, they left um, out the E for the embracing. And they had... Copied something from this fan fiction site they were on, and then Didn't even slapped know. it onto their forum for oh, this is how we're going to translate this sign. Oh, and then sad. they actually printed out the sign, and it keeps going on. There's paragraphs of this. Right. It's not just one line. Um, and it announces that there's been an upgrade on this website that allows improves the ability to accept and display non English language content. Anyway, um, the uh, this guy was like, how did nobody even notice this? Because you know, like even a cursory reading of it, they've got like the a website, a URL in there. Like, so that should have somebody like they have elementary English education here, you know. Yes. Even if you're not a good English at English, that should have. <laughs> except they didn't have. It was obvious they didn't have a native speaker. Well, that's in not the, the office. That's not the too. issue. They didn't try. <laughs> they didn't try. They didn't even try. They didn't put the text that they wanted translated through Google Translate. They. So right. someone messed up. So, it reminds me of a story that I heard about a Welsh sign one time yeah. <laughs> in the UK. Yeah. And the sign was supposed to say whatever it was supposed to say. And then the Welsh translation was, uh, uh, well, like, I'm out of the office. Please 
forward any questions you have to whatever. And I guess that was an auto-generated email from the translator they were trying to contact. Oh. And uh, whoever was making the sign thought that that was the translation because they couldn't <laughs> read Welsh. And so... Okay. So it reminds me of that, but I feel like this is worse because it was a fan fiction website. Like, <laughs> Right. So um, this American hiker was saying that, you know, they should have hired him well, to, you know, kind of like proofread the whole thing. This should have been obvious. Like, you don't have to be good at English. You've had English classes, at least elementary ones before. And uh, he said, if you need help in the yeah. future, just email him. Well, he was kind enough to kind of like uh, report the mistake to the appropriate management. I don't think and he did, they, though. Because he, really? I'm not I, sure. I thought I read someone saying that he did. Did, I'm not sure he did. They caught on they, to it, but I'm not sure if he told them or someone else did. Oh, he posted okay. it, and they responded because they were so mortified. Right. And they thanked him for pointing it out, and they tried to use proper English to, you know, kind of return the thanks to him or something like that. <laughs> it says that and, they, uh, this, the local forestry district office had immediately started to revise and update. We will be more cautious in the future, and we hope after this that this guy will keep giving them advice, is what right. they said, basically. And they'll review yeah. related administrative responsibilities. That sounds like someone's getting fired to me. Oh, well... That's... <laughs> that was bad. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, I mean, they went through the whole pain of printing it out on one of those signs that hikers would always yeah, look for. Yeah, it's one of those big... At, at a, you know, at the beginning of a, tra- of a hiking trail, you know? And I mean, that's just like... <laughs> yeah, in print and everything, so... Imagine how much money it costs to replace one of those things, too. Mm, yeah, if they not only have just one sign, but several, you know, throughout the route. I don't know. That, that um, I wonder what the other ones say <laughs> at this <laughs> so, point. Yeah. I guess, really. like, I, what this says to me is that maybe 2030, and this isn't a lack of, well, I guess it is a lack of English ability, that no one, or maybe it's just a lack of effort. No one even bothered mm-hmm. trying to, like, look over it to make sure it was okay. You know, that was the other thing, is that um, I've also noticed one thing, though this is probably minor, is that the kind of font they use in, like, these government agencies, their websites, is not really the best kind of font when, you, when it comes to a government agency, you know what I mean? They're bureaucrats, they don't not know typographers. How. Yeah, they, well, I mean, you know, they don't know how to choose the best kind of font. So, that, website yeah. design here um, for government <laughs> agencies has two extremes. Some, especially, like, the national parks, some of them are really on top of it. Okay. And it looks really nice. Yeah, except for the content, maybe. You know, maybe there's like false it can English be, it or can, something. Some of it, it can be... <laughs> right. Can be so, better. Some of it you can struggle to understand. Um, right. On the other hand, though, there are some really, like, they, they need to hire a, a website designer. Like, I don't know what it costs, but yeah. if you're going to, if it's, if you're going to bother to present yourself to the world, right, mm-hmm. do it right. Right. You have to... Don't go halfway, because you know, that's yeah. just embarrassing to you, right? Right. Um, I think in this case, this Forestry Bureau branch office has learned a lesson. <laughs> um, <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> the hard way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So I think 2030 may be a bit ambitious. For, uh, give I know. It, 2040 I maybe. That. Let's put it off. <laughs> yeah, I do worry about that, though. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's good that they have this you know, goal in mind, and they're going the right direction, but I really wonder. It's 2030. I mean, that's like not That's not like nine years away. at this point. Yeah, and, and I'm worried. If we're having that, um, stuff like this still happening, yeah, I know, really. Oh but, well. Uh, anyway, that's uh, for I guess the people in charge to decide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever seen an eastern bent wing bat? Because they're bent cute. Bent wing. Well, they're, they're cute. cute. They're cute. Guys, you're actually using that word cute, huh? They are. Well, some bats are cute. Okay. Some are a bit creepy. Some are cute. Yeah, I think these fall into the cute category. Ones. These live, well, 
periodically, like seasonally, near around this tunnel called called the Highbeam Tunnel on Highway Number Two. And uh, so, since 1990, for some reason, and not before that, uh-huh. uh, large numbers uh, about at about 400,000 a year during peak season wow. um, have been showing up at this cave near the tunnel. Not in the tunnel itself, but it's a, a cave near a traffic tunnel. And uh, it's in New Taipei's Reifang district, so a bit out, about an hour outside of Taipei, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, female bats arrive around May and June. They give birth to one pup each, and in the local area, they teach their babies how to fly. Oh, that is so cute. Before they move on to their winter habitat. So I guess they're gone now. It's like the summer, fall. They're, oh, they're, oh before, They move on before the winter. They uh-huh. might, I guess they migrate. And... Uh, uh, here comes the sad part. Since they're near a highway and the tunnel, um, there are a significant oh, no. amount Don't of roadkill. Oh, they get no. hit a lot while the babies are trying to learn to fly. Aww. So, the government has come up with, specifically the Directorate General of Highways, has come up with an effective solution. And it's reduced roadkill by 60%. Oh, okay. Uh, in this, let's see, it doesn't say how many years this has been, but... Um, um, yeah, they teach their teach their while they're teaching their babies to fly and learn other survival skills. Uh, what they do is they reduce the speed limit near the tunnel from okay. sixty kilometers per hour to forty kilometers per hour, which I, between six p.m. and eight p.m., which um, I guess is when the bats start to come out okay. for the evening. Yeah, between May and September when they're around. So this is just when they're around, um, right? And it's just for two hours. Uh, and it looks like they started, I found it, last year is when this this project started. So it's reduced roadkill incidents there with bats by 60% in that area from, oh, that's in great. just a year. Okay. Uh, they display the information on, on a, one of those signs that you can change. Um, mm-hmm. And the information, actually, you can find on their website. Uh, but they for motorists, they have that, a sign that tells them to do this, and as well as red and blue alarm lights, which I don't know, if does that scare the bats? Uh, apparently not, but it warns drivers to slow down while passing through the area. Uh, next year, they've got a more ambitious project to save even more bats, hopefully, next season. Uh, a maintenance office in the area is going to work with the Bat Conservation Society, which I did not know we have, but we have one, um, mm. to gather roadkill statistics. But it's going to be used, the statistics will be used to help develop a more bat-friendly traffic regulations in the area. So that's really good news. This article also reminds me, because they've got a final paragraph here about it, of some of the other kind of cute uh, measures that Taiwanese highway authorities have adopted all over the island uh, to try and conserve different species, not okay. just bats. Right. Um, I think we've talked on this program before about uh, the land crabs in the yeah. south of Taiwan. I was just thinking about the crabs. Um, I've had forgotten the details, but here they are, so this is good. Um, on Highway Number 26, which I believe is in the south of Taiwan, okay. there's an area where they have la- land crabs that cross the road. Uh-huh. Um, between July and October, they, they have certain uh, regulations for traffic that allow the female land crabs to cross the road and lay eggs. Sounds like the mm-hmm. premise of a joke. Why did the land crab cross the road? Um, <laughs> there's, the other thing that came to mind, and that's also mentioned here, is uh, there are certain migratory butterfly species. Right. And I think, I think they, they reduce the... Kind of, yeah. There's a couple different ones, I think. Right. Um, and they migrate from the north to the south of the island at different times of the year. While they're migrating, I think they actually shut whole lanes of this one highway down. I think they To let them pass. Do. Or they build a tunnel so that the butterflies kind of like fly under the tunnel. That was for the, that was for some of the land crabs, I think. That's the crabs. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The, the butterflies wow. can't fly through tunnel. They're, they're like everywhere. They're not going to yeah. follow in a single line, single well, file. Oh, we had to go. Um, 
Then they have, and I've done an interview about this one, the leopard cats, which are in endangered, and they look like real cats, like yeah. domestic cats, but they're, they're teeny tiny. They are beautiful, often hit by road. Mm. By, and they only live in, I think, Miaoli County, based, more or less, with a small number maybe over the border in Nanto, if I remember. For, I interviewed someone from a, a society that conserves these cats. Yeah. Um, they have added, like, I think, sort of like uh, extra ditches and stuff on the roadside to... Mm-hmm to allow them the cat's room to escape and there's other oh, okay. I think regulations and finally I didn't know about this one the Taiwan Blue Magpie there is another maintenance office that belongs to the Directorate General of Highways that has that's just dedicated to preserving the uh, Taiwan birds. Blue Magpies which oh. are kind of mean they're not very nice birds but they're pretty <laughs> they are but, blue yeah. like the color suggests Do, don't we see them sometimes on Taipei streets they're or all in, around the uh, office right? yeah yeah, okay, so I just want to make sure that um, it's, the, it's the kind that I'm thinking of. And there, are, this whole office's job is to make sure that highway traffic doesn't harm um, them. So, there you go. I'm saving the, old- These map paths are they're naughty. They seem pretty nice when I see no, them. Not around. naughty, they're just kind of mean. Like, oh, they're, they're kind of they aggressive, are? I think. I've heard that they can be uh, territorial. Well, of course, I, but... I see them from a distance, but they're beautiful. <laughs> they, they are, and they're big. They're they not are, small. They're huge. Yeah. Um, so, there we go. All right. This being Taiwan, of course, we opened with food today, so we got to close with food as well. That it's a Taiwanese right. thing. I'm sorry. We're obsessed with foods. We're going to hear now from uh, about a food calendar. Is this like an advent calendar where you can, like, every day has a food? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a food calendar. It's a 365-day food calendar. Wait, wait. But and we're talking the food about, go bad? Like, how are they preserving no, 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 this food? No, no, no. <laughs> the drawings, actually. That's what I thought. Oh. I thought it was, like, tasting new. That's disappointing. It's just drawings, you know, illustrations, anyway. So, um, basically... Basically, it's uh, done by an illustrator called Chi Chi and designer Go Yen. And uh, f- this comes out from the Flight Mode Design Studio. So this is a, 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 um, a year calendar, right? Yes. And so 365 days, Taiwanese foods all calendar. Taiwanese foods. All Taiwanese okay. foods. That's, do we have that many? Food? I mean, I'm sure we do. I, but I was just I thinking. I would start to right? I'm, running I'm, out of them after really about 100. If you brainstorm, you can, <laughs> okay. right? Okay. Really, okay. you can. So anyway, they did this with the help of a crowdfunding platform. <laughs> and um, now... For, I, I, I can't really, I mean, oh gosh, I wish I could have enlarged. No, I, I can't really. Okay, so basically there's, try to name some. So is the Hakka stir fry on there? Well, maybe, but you know, anyway. Okay, there's pearl milk tea. Okay. That's a, that's a classic, right? There's the big sausage wrap, small sausage, the yeah, da chang. The- the double sausage. double sausage. Yeah. It's sausage like, stuffed inside another sausage. It's actually a real meaty sausage wrapped inside and, and, and then wrapped on the outside. It's a rice oh, sausage, right? A type of yeah, sticky glutinous rice. It's a glutinous rice, rice it's, sausage. So it's, it's that, the name's a bit misleading. It's a fake sausage right, wrapped right. around a yeah, real sausage. That can really make a meal. It's really filling. There's stinky tofu. There's xiaolongbao. I hope this is a scratch and sniff. <laughs> I wish it is, but Stinky it doesn't tofu. say. It doesn't say, so I'm, I okay. guess, not really. And there's xiaolongbao, which is the uh, these steamed, steamed soup, soup dumplings. Inside? Yes. And then there's rice dumpling, which is like pyramid 
kind of、oh, you know, right? shape. Yeah,、uh, this rice dumpling is zongzi during the Dragon、Sir. Boat Festival, right? A、and、seasonal thing. Yeah, and then there's sago yuto. It's a fish head casserole. It's in soup, right? It's a and, and there's a fish head, and you kind of like you know it, you've got vegetables and things like that.、Mm. It's it's like a it's like a hot pot, okay?、Fish、But、head. it's a fish head. Yeah. Well, that's only to list only a few.、Um, yeah, there's right here. Well, and I can't really see very clearly to really tell you about these these others, but it comes in a lunchbox, a typical Chinese lunchbox.、Um, yeah, put put in、mm-hmm. you know lunchbox.、Um, let me see if I can show that.、Uh, hold on. So, Let's attempt to zoom in. Well, I try. I'm really trying. I wish I had my、um, laptop here, but showing this in so, color maybe. So, but anyway, it's the idea that you open the box and sit it on your desk, and you can change the change day and the, the month. Change the day, yeah. And they come like each day is like a card, a little card. So you shuffle the through the deck, right? Well, that would be a pain if you if you accidentally knocked it off the table. It'd be like 365 card pickup, and you have to reorder <laughs> them all. Right. I can see there's a bit of a design flaw here. Probably. It's not like a. Ro- is it like a a, a roll? Not a Rolodex, but you no, know what I mean. Flip it on a ring or something. Actually, a keychain. Actually, well, it it, it comes of flips as a card. I don't know. Are they attached but,、uh, to each other? Like, are they? Maybe that makes it a little bit. Yeah, that's、mm-hmm. that seems more practical, right? And then、um, it actually because it's a lunchbox, one of those bento or biantang, it comes with a, a, a little spoon in there too. Just just, just so, because, just so that you feel like you are eating. Well, environmentally friendly, you can、now. you can reuse it. Yeah, I wish I had a picture of it. Anyway, using plastic.、Yeah. Well, so there you anyway, go. thank you all for joining us today. That just about wraps up today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste, and I'm Shirley Lin. And stay tuned for those of you joining us on the airwaves because up next it's more of. Shirley with Jukebox Republic. Goodbye. Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. Today, I'm going to touch on a very unusual topic. I'll start off with a question: Have you ever been scammed in your life? My daughter has, my older daughter, some time ago, several years ago, and most recently, a very good friend of ours. And so disheartening. Sometimes I think, why play on people's hearts and emotions when there's already COVID to you know that people worry about. And ruin our lives and our feelings, our happiness. It's all about money, isn't it? You know, when it comes to money, people are just greedy. But, and I'm talking to those who, you know, like to scam people. Have you not realized you might have snatched money from someone whose measly savings was all that he had to live by? In Taiwan, it's the same as in the rest of the world. There are scams everywhere. Even though some of these scam gangs or groups have been caught, there are still bad people out there, still evil people out there, and it's not right. You should stop because you're not really any happier because of the money. You only want more money, more and more, and one day you will be caught because it's against human rights. 
is against human nature to take from your own people, from your own kin. So stop it. 停止 That's this song. It's by Shi Chenlan.
know about you, but I really like that music just now. It's my first time hearing from Shi Chenlan. It's kind of sad, but it's beautiful, don't you think? Anyway, you're listening to Jubal's Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and I just played that song because it's titled "Tingzi." It means stop, and I meant like sending a message to all those people who like to scam people to stop this. You know,、um, I'm talking about this because it just recently happened to a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. So what happened was that、um, my friend, Mr. W. Recently, someone by the name of Mr. M, and I'm using pseudo names here, by the way,、um, asked to become a f- to become friends with W on Facebook.、Um, M, Mr. M, turned out to be someone who also lost his spouse, just like our friend W. So W went for it, and man, the saga began. M seemed really sympathetic with W and asked how he was every day. I mean, literally every day, because W was not only just suffering from depression. He's also diabetic, and is a good friend, and、uh, he he can't really control his health. So M turned out to be like like W's long lost wife, you know, and encouraged him almost every day. M turned out to be a doctor in Afghanistan, and、uh, he said that he has plans to move to Taiwan. And then in the process, he asked W to help him with transferring some money or something. Now W consented. That's our friend, and tried to help. In the meantime, he was、uh, having to transfer some of his own money for the transaction in the process. Now this went on for a couple of weeks, back and forth, and you know, like, how are you doing? And you know, I'm thinking about you, that kind of thing, etc., etc. And then、uh, W's sister, who lives in Tainan, southern Taiwan, called W up one day just to chat, and somehow she got on the topic about scams. How you know there's you know there's even this con artist who says that he's a doctor in Afghanistan. It was then that W realized that he has been scammed. If this all sounds kind of familiar to you, then you're being scammed. And I say go to the police right now and report it in full. I even saw a picture of M. I mean, he turned out to be a, quite a handsome Latin American or Hispanic background kind of guy. And it turned out that the photo belongs to an existing person, but it was a total scam, you know, behind this whole ordeal. M even asked W if he was more comfortable communicating English or Chinese, and then M said, "Well, I mean, W said,、um, you know, he he actually W doesn't speak English at all, so he said Chinese." And it turned out that M says, "Oh, by the way, I've learned Chinese and I'm fluent in it." So. He started communicating with M, told it in Chinese, okay. And man, the team behind the scam was probably from China, for all I know. It makes me mad, so mad, and I'm really sorry for my friend who fell for it because he was in such need of such warmth and sympathy, and he got it, you know, from this scam, from this con artist, and. So his heart was being played on, his emotions was being played on. He gave us all. I mean, well, he didn't give all his money, but quite a lot of money. And actually, my friend、um, even thought about suicide. If it weren't for the fact that he sent a message in, in the line social line social app line group,、um, and we told him to stop it, you know, to you know come out of his wits about this.、Um, It's just terrible to you know play on someone's emotions like that. I mean, whoever you are, 
if you're someone who's a con artist who, you know, who 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 likes doing these kind of things, you know, who who likes to scam people, you are being responsible for all those people who thought about ending their lives, and some may even have already ended their lives because of your evil deeds. Deceit is one of the darkest evils any person can ever play on somebody else. I don't know if I might save someone by. You know, touching on this topic today, but you have no idea how many old people in Taiwan, because of their naivete, have lost their whole life savings because of the scam, and this is really terrible. So, here's a song. Somehow, I found it's called 骗人歌 It means like to con somebody. It's a song about conning, but of course, it's. You know, it's probably of all things is probably a love song, but it's by Lin Shunxiang, who's a great haka singer, and this song is actually beautiful. Have a listen, 骗人歌 by Lin Shunxiang.
给骗你了。So the other person that I know who also got scammed was my daughter. She got scammed for a different reason and a different, totally different scheme. This was like years ago, and she had bought a pair of pants online. Then several days after that purchase, and it was about 10 p.m. after she had a long day, she got a call from a bank or the post office, something like that, and said that something went wrong with her transaction. She said that the person on the other end told her that the order went in as ordering ten pairs of the pants instead of just one. So then my daughter was told that she would have to transfer all her money out from her bank account before midnight, or else, blah blah blah. She was told to follow step by step the instructions that you know she was given over the phone, and then she'll be safe. She went about from one ATM to another because one would not work, and then she would have she'll be told to go to another, try another ATM. And this was in the you know this was getting dark out, and she was like running around doing this. She was like in a panic almost, you know. And she was told the whole time not to hang up, otherwise, blah blah blah. So then we got worried, and we were trying to locate her, and we sent our son to look for her. But then he said that he couldn't even talk to her at all because she was on the phone, and she told him to be quiet. So he came back with no success. He came back home with no success, and then my daughter was told that next she was to go to the convenience store, to any convenience store, and buy some game points, online game points. She was told that a cashier would probably、um, ask her if she's being scammed. That she would have to answer the cashier saying that no, this is I'm talking to somebody I know or something like that. She then came home and told me that a person on the other end wants to talk to me. But then, when I took over the phone, the person hung up. That's when my daughter felt like maybe she was being scammed. That you know something is not right. Sure enough, she went to the ATM and found that all her money was gone from her account. It was already past midnight by then. My other daughter and this daughter being scammed, and I went to the police station and we reported the whole ordeal. She was told that she probably won't be able to get. A penny back from the whole thing because it's commonplace. They've heard of this kind of scam before, and they say that it kind of traces back to somewhere in China, and there's no way of getting the money back. Anyway, after the whole you know police station ordeal, it was already like three a.m. in the morning before we got home. Again, if this sounds familiar to you, then you're being scammed, or your friend is being scammed. I say, please stop this kind of cruelty. It's just really devastating to some people. Get your acts together and do something useful, not in this way to hurt other people. It's just not right. And I just feel like I want to make a statement about this, you know. So have sympathy. I heard that, you know, some of these people are from Taiwan, and they actually joined some kind of scam gang or scam team in like some. Other countries, and they kind of just stay there and make it their home, you know. And some of these scam groups or what scams are like a huge, you know, gang, you know, a huge group of people who are in on this together and kind of live on it. And I say that 
well, I hear that, you know, they, they even though, um, you know, the police or the government or the country is already like sending out messages to people like, don't be scammed. And, you know, this is what a scam, you know, what a con artist would do. And they're told to avoid this. But still, these con artists are still at it. They're still at it. And it's so disheartening. And so you're, you're you know, you're, you have no heart. You are heartless kind of person. So I say stop this because you're not any happier doing this. You know, you're not any better off. And one day you will be caught because you might think that this time, no, but maybe next time, you know? And yeah, so I'm just saying that stop this and let's all be aware and uh, let's all live smartly. Anyway, my heart goes out to my friend who got scammed. Uh, I hope that really gets better now from this incident. It's it's a really discouraging incident to have happened to him. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. And uh, I just want to say, have sympathy. And this song is 温柔的同情, Gentle Sympathy, from Si Wenbing, a Taiwanese language singer in Taiwan. Sing 
for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw. 